long time no see. From now on, we will not only talk about programming in general and Python Django in particular, but we will also dive into other interesting topics from a technical point of view. An episode about Python or WebDev is coming soon. This is not a complete change of subject. And now I think we're going to start this mini season with Web3. And the next episode will be about a particular app. So, the history of the web in a nutshell. Web of the first version. These are simply static pages. The so-called read-only. One of the most obvious examples is Craigslist. Overall, almost all users were just readers. The web of the second version is the web to which we got used. There's not much to say about it. You yourself know everything. Social networks, centralized crypto exchanges, Twitch and other services. In general, this is almost everything that fills the internet at the current stage of development. Well, here we come to the web tree, which is described as read, write, own. The moment of ownership is an important feature of a web tree. Participants, aka users, will have full rights to their content, data, and certain assets. Bitcoin, introduced in 2009, became a bright pioneer of the third web. An important point. The internet has not reached the stage when we consider it web3. However, there are resources, services, that are created in accordance with the following principles. Openness, decentralization, resistance to censorship, immutable and permissionless. Interoperability is a major theme for blockchains as it will be for platforms built on Web3. Almost like how the metaverse is described, different platforms can be pieced together to create one flexible space, where one's identity can remain the same, which means there is no need to make an account across different platforms. Many claims that connecting with a Web3 is as easy as setting up your crypto wallet, such as Metamask or Phantom. Having a wallet? connects a person with decentralized applications in order to interact with them and conduct transactions. Here are examples of Web3 protocols and their Web2 equivalents. Music, Spotify, Audios. By the way, I was deleted from Spotify as soon as projects reached 1 million plays per month, but that's a completely different story. Upwork, Braintrust, where I got rejected as a developer by the way. Online file storage, Dropbox, Filecoin. Here I don't have another, by the way. Take Medium, for example. A centralized tool for writers to publish and earn some income without having to manage it. In comparison, Mirror.xyz allows writers to take full ownership of their work and earn directly from their audience. This is exactly the topic that we'll continue to see when we all start moving to Web3. The same as with Web1, Web2 will always exist in some parts of the internet, but in the future it will not dominate the space where we will spend most of our time online. Or let's take a look at the XLR network. In two words, this is something that connects different blockchains, ecosystems with each other. Right now this is a huge headache. If everything goes according to their plan, this will be just great. Specifically, we'll talk about XLR in the next episode, where we'll consider its technical side. The move from Web2 to Web3 is not going to happen in a year. 
like the financial revolution led by DeFi, the Web3 shift is inevitable and it will develop gradually and then all at once. This was a private opinion of an analyst at Missouri Crypto. Now we have predictions of how Web3 can be used, but we will only understand the full range of its features in years to come. Infrastructure will emerge, there will be a different understanding of the Internet, and in general, the Internet will become more mature in more and more parts of the world. Like all my podcasts, everything here is simplified to give you an understanding of this topic. So, you can gladly leave a comment if your application supports this feature. And we'll see you soon with a specific example of the third web and its technical features.